Blog Talk Radio. With me tonight, riding shotgun, Andrew Johnson was a guest on the show a couple of weeks ago. Now coming back, Andrew, thanks for jumping aboard. Hey, thanks for having me, Jake. Yeah, well, I mean, we're all in this together, and um, and one thing that I've learned over, gosh, even over the past weekend, I went down and had a uh, had a trip down to Florida with my wife. We had a had a good time, and and um, I, I think we're a little bit different than every other. I guess mainline mainstream person out there we um we enjoy educating ourselves when we have downtime. We don't uh we don't sit in front of the television. Sometimes we do, but it's, you know, maybe for about 45 minutes or an hour at a time. But um always trying to do something whether it's just her and I myself having conversations about what's going on today in society and and how things are all kind of unraveling as we as we see what, you know, what this what this great game can actually do to people. And when I say the great game, it is the the control of mass populations. It is the dumbing down of the population. And it is also the the way that we are not fed any semblance of the truth here in America. But yet, for some weird delusional reason, we all believe that we are, we are very free and that... Um, and that we have all these rights and we're the greatest country in the world. And there are a lot of things that make this country great. We do have the most freedom. But um, when you have a lot of freedom, what happens is you um, – it's like I talk about on the show all the time. You get lazy. I mean, Andrew, wouldn't you think that that's, um, that's a pretty solid point is that we get pretty lazy as a as just a, a group of us? Oh, absolutely. You have so many distractions in life. You have to both – the the man and the woman in the household have to work. So you, you don't have as much time with your family and your kids to raise them with the same morals that you know our parents were raised with. Yeah, and, and it ends up being a um, you know, and it ends up being one of those things where, like you said, we don't have enough time for for one another, and everything seems like it's rushed. I don't know about you guys, but everything that I've been doing, you know, over the past. Good gosh, I think over the past couple of years it just feels like I'm I'm just always in a rush and I never get to calm down. And and what happens is is that we're working so hard as individuals to keep up with inflation and and to try to and try to beat the man, I guess. You know, with with Bernanke in there announcing QE3 and how they're going to monetize debt, but then he says they're not going to monetize debt. So very very odd what we're seeing here out of you know, even for the mainstream media, which doesn't cover a lot of things, and Andrew, you and I talked about this before we got on air. I asked you if you've seen the uh, the riots in Anaheim back in July, and um, and you said no. And then I sent you the link and just just tell the people what you saw and um, and kind of what you know, just just how it's just blatantly ignored by the mainstream I, I, media. And well, I think because there was no violence on the side of the protesters, had there had they had there been violence, then you would have seen the news media there. But because they were peaceful and it was cops shooting rubber bullets at a peaceful crowd, uh, I don't think they really want that to hit mainstream media. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that you are a hundred percent right. It's like 
it's like some of these cops and the, no nothing against cops. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are police officers and they're you know, and they're loyal to their country and and they understand that they're there to serve and protect, not to patronize and annoy, which I think is absolutely hilarious because that's what they put on the on the side of the cop car in South Park if you guys ever if you guys ever see it. It's it's really funny. But but Andrew, it's like you told me it's it's like they just they just wanted to get some. You know, it's just like, oh God, I just I wanna shoot me a protester. Oh, you could see the excitement, you know, they're, they're yelling, oh, clear the flank, clear the flank, and hold the line. I mean, you could definitely tell the ones that, that were enjoying it. It was like playing Call of Duty to them, but in real life. Yeah, and, and yeah, you're shooting rubber bullets, guys, and that's and that's great and all, and it's, it's a deterrent, but they're called less lethal for a reason. I mean, you can you can get killed by one of those. You catch one in the temple, or you catch one in the eye, it's ball game over, you know, no pun intended. And then they're walking around with a shotgun shooting the beanbag rounds. And Andrew, you're, you know, you've been working with firearms for a long time. Explain to somebody what a beanbag round is and what it can do to you if it catches you in the wrong spot. It's five ounce beanbag, so it weighs five ounces, and it's shot out of a shotgun shell with the same amount of uh, ammo and primer that are in birdshot. So, so it hurts. <laughs> but I mean, it, you watch these videos and. And you see these things going on. There's little protests that spark up here and there. And, you know, whether it's Occupy Wall Street or what have you, it's, you know, they're everywhere. And and the mainstream media is not going to cover it because they have to have some semblance of control over the masses while we while we watch the society erode around us. And I say we, I mean myself, Andrew, TJ, you know, people that I know that, that understand what's going on and, and can see from their own eyes what, what's what's happening here and then you have a, a whole nother segment of the population andrew you and i called them jellyfish last time and that's a pretty good analogy but it's it's the people that just go along to get along to think that normalcy bias is somehow a protection you know this this bubble that they can get into that'll protect them from everything because if i don't believe that we never got out of the recession if i don't believe that our currency is being devalued. If I don't believe that we're going to go to war with Iran, and that's going to be a huge, you know, terrible, terrible idea. If I don't believe that Al Qaeda is is working with the um, with the with the rebels, and then Mitt Romney says that we got to back the rebels over in Syria. Half of the rebels are Al Qaeda, and that was admitted. And even even a French doctor that was you know with Doctors Without Borders was on. You know, saying, "Hey, you know, half of the people that I'm treating here are, you know, half of the half of the so-called, you know, resistance are are Al Qaeda." But Andrew, I thought that I thought that Al Qaeda was why we had to give all our rights up on 9/11. Yeah, and now now we're working hand in hand with them. Oh, fishy. Well, I mean, it's not even fishy. You just got to be able to put two and two together. It, it really is like 1984. It's like. We're at war with East Asia, and we're not at war with East Asia. We're never at war with them. We're always at war, and it's just it's lies on top of lies on top of lies. Andrew, you you've got you've got a kid, so explain to you you've actually got a, a teenage kid too. So explain to the people what it's like when you catch your kid in a lie, and they try to make up another lie on top of it to try to like bail themselves out. And I think that that's it's what I feel like that. That our mainstream media, who's supposed to be there, the media guys, the media, just you want to know why I get upset and why Andrew gets upset. 
Because the media is supposed to be there for the checks and balances. You guys aren't supposed to be the paid propaganda arm of the government, and you're not supposed to be the paid propaganda arm for Big Pharma or anything like that. You're supposed to be non-biased, reporting the facts so the people can make educated decisions, but when you skew everything and you just feed us garbage and crap all day, crap on top of crap on top of crap on top of crap on top of crap, I mean eventually it it, it becomes like – it becomes one of those things. It's it's like a big game of telephone is is what I I equate it to. Just keeps changing. <laughs> yeah, I mean by As the time by the time the original statement comes out that hey we need to you know you need to give up all your rights because Al Qaeda is going to hit you know and then we have well we gotta we gotta help we gotta help fund Al Qaeda so that they can go into Syria and help the protesters. It's like what what. <laughs> Am I the only one that sees that this is absolutely bonkers? But you know what? It, it's 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 so complex because the general public is just is just completely detached from reality. Andrew, wouldn't you say that they're completely detached from from any semblance of a conversation that you can you and I can have with one another, or that you can have with your father, or I can have with my dad? It's just they're either they're either stuck in a couple of different memes. It's like you either you're either obsessed about sports, you're obsessed with reality shows, or you're obsessed with like CSI. I find that to be a large majority of people. I don't under I mean, I think it's cool and all. It's investigative, but man, they'll sit there and watch it for like four or five, six hours. You know. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Bernanke says, "Hey, we're just going to monetize all this debt and crush your dollar," and that's why gas prices went up the very next day. And I even said that to my friends. I'm like, "Oh, QE3, great. Gas prices are going to go up tomorrow." Oh and no! You know, but everybody calls for the government to step in and, and lower my gas prices. Well, well it's, big government. Yeah, it, dude, it's not their call. I mean, I, I just wish that people would understand that it's not their call. Just like TJ and I talked about last week, it's like the 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 public doesn't understand what the president's role is. It's like now we look at the president, and this is so bizarre to me. Now you have – I guarantee you that if you did a poll, I would say more than half of the population would believe that the president has I, – let me venture out. I'm going to say 80% of the population would probably believe that the president has more power than he actually does. Oh, absolutely. I believe that if you if you put a a you know three different uh, I don't even know if they can name the three branches of government, but if you put the three different branches of government in front of them and said which one has the most power, they would go the executive, guaranteed, 100% guaranteed that they have no idea. That Congress is supposed to have the power because we're a republic. We, we're a representative democracy, but but it gets skewed, and now we're seeing it to where to where people are are almost craving. And this is what creeps me out, dude, because this is like Nazi Germany, Soviet Russia stuff. You see people craving for that one leader to step up, and he's going to save everything. Oh, he's going to create jobs, and he's going to give me free gas. And you can't create jobs. You're the president. The only thing yeah. you can do is sign stuff, man. I mean, come on. What? You, and, and and everybody that is an educated person knows that any laws that are signed into effect by a president usually take anywhere from four to eight years to become you know to come into fruition. That's why it's so ludicrous to hear them talk about. Well, look at what happened over the last six months. You didn't do that. Are you freaking kidding me? You didn't do any of that. You're reaping somebody else's benefits. Just just like when just like when Clinton got up there and said, 
Well, I, I grew the economy, and I, I balanced the budget, and we need to go back to that. No, dude, you removed Glass-Steagall, and you made it a freaking free-for-all casino. Why do you think yeah. that Wall Street – I mean, come on. But you know, you would actually have to do research, and you would have to know what the law was prior to what happened, and then you would have to understand what the the impact of the new law is. But you know, that's just way too much reading for somebody, Andrew, because that would mean I would actually have to turn the TV off. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't miss football. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And dancing. I, I, thought, I watched Dancing with the Stars for the first time last night. Oh, how was it? Uh, you know, I can't get into that stuff, but the wife loves it. Well, I mean, it's a good escape. But just understand that you're escaping people. I mean, escaping reality is fine, but don't just sign off reality and say, no, everything's fine. It's like, it's like when you tell people, Andrew, when you tell people that they've got little literal army training manuals talking about re-education camps here in America. Oh, it's crazy. You're one of those conspiracy theorists. No, you're lying. Go to army.mil and look <laughs> it up for yourself. But they'll never do it, and that's what's so funny is that – it's it's like it's like when you when you try to educate somebody they look at you like you're trying to show off. It's like, oh you you think you know something, huh? Well, yeah, yeah, dude, I know that you can recite all the stats of Tom Brady for the last ten years to me. That's that's <laughs> fantastic. And uh, it was funny. I was just um I was just looking at the ticker here on. Um, sorry for you guys that are listening live, but um, it looks like that. Uh, your show host here kind of missed the jump and um, and scheduled the show for 15 minutes tonight. So we're going to go for the full hour, probably a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. So I guess as soon as this cuts off in about a minute, you guys can pick up the, the transmission. Um, in about 15, 20 minutes after I finish the show, it'll load up. So, oh, we're also on, uh, I, I think it's called Stitcher. Good gosh. Yeah, it's called Stitcher. So you can find the show on Stitcher. Tell your friends about it on there. Uh, we are not Cattle Radio. It'll be on Stitcher. So, you know, back to all that. So now that I've covered the semantics, um, Andrew, what would you say is the best way to describe the average American now? What would, I mean, what would go through a day-to-day um, – what would you say a day-to-day life the average American would be? Oh, it's, it's got to be living in denial. Right. I well, guess just I trying mean, to just trying that, to like from the from the time that they wake up in the morning, go to work. What do you think that their day consists of? Just I mean, do you think that they uh, even look at do they think that they even look at the news or that they? I, I actually had an experience one time that was absolutely phenomenal, and this kind of encapsulated everything for me. And I think I've told this story on air before, but um, I was I was going to get my emissions done. And when I went and got my emissions done, there was a guy there, and I was just striking up conversation because I, I I don't know if you do this, Andrew, but I do. I just strike up conversations, try to get a pulse of where everybody is as far as their knowledge base and what's going on in the world. So I was asking this guy, I was like, so you know, what do you what do you do here when when you're not you know checking cars or whatever? And he's like, well, I got you know, I got a TV in there. I usually just you know watch some uh, watch some TV. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, um, so you you catch the news at all, or like do you read the paper, or do you you check blogs, or he goes, no, nah, I really, you know, if I if I really want to know what's going on in the world, I can just you know turn it on to to CNN or Fox, and that pretty much tells me you know what's going on. <laughs> but that's how lazy we are. I mean, 
look at this. We went from a society to being a bunch of you know a bunch of entrepreneur go getters, you know, work until your nails bleed people, and now we're a bunch of we're a bunch of lazy bastards. It's, it's, but, it, but it's by design, Jake. I mean, what is there to work hard for when you have the government that's going to come and take half or more of everything that you're going to go out and work hard for? Now, don't I mean, they're, they're, they're pulling the incentive here. out of being an entrepreneur. They're, they're just taking that incentive away. They want you to be more or less like a farm animal. Well, it's it's exactly like that clip that I played on the show last week where it's like, you know, you're paid serves now. I mean, mm-hmm. just, just understand that you're – you're a paid slave, guys. And it's, well, and it's but you, you know you can't even con- you can't even conceptualize that because if you conceptualize that and you can understand that, then that means that everything that you've learned throughout your entire life is a lie. I mean, everything that you've learned. And and what really annoys me about our culture and and my wife and I were talking about it cuz Alex Jones, he he did a great job about this and I didn't understand what he meant, but I am officially at 9.16 on Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time, October 10th, I am officially declaring war on trendiness. Trendiness is going to be the downfall of this country. The go-along to get along, the the people that will that believe the materialistic things give them value. That is the most absurd thing. I mean – now that I'm an awake person and I'm an aware and Immanuel Kant calls it an enlightened person, but he, you don't need materialistic stuff. You need food, shelter, water, I mean I guess decent hygiene, and you, you need to have you know a love for life. But it's like it's the exact opposite now. All that stuff is gone. It is all gone. It's like I have to be trendy. I have to I have to follow what the establishment says. If the establishment tells me that I need to take, you know, I need to get my flu shot, I better go get it, not knowing what the side okay. effects are. I just need to go get it because they tell me that I need hey, you need to get the flu shot. All right. And they line up like little drones. It's like, "Go get your flu shot." "Yes, ma'am, I'll go get my flu shot." And they walk over there and they get I mean, it, well, these are the people that we won't see in the camp. I mean, we'll be there, you and me, and some of our other friends uh, will be playing board games and having a good old time. But I, I refuse to be brainwashed, Jake. And it's it's brainwashing is perfect, but but when people hear that, and here's here's the litmus test for you guys. And I always do this. So so think about this. If you think that we're telling you that you're brainwashed, and your instant reaction is, "Oh no, I'm not." You are. <laughs> you're an idiot. I mean, that's you're an idiot. That's really not a very you you've been duped, okay? And let's face it, we were all duped at some point. You know, there's not a person that comes out of the womb and goes, "Holy crap, this is all a fraud. This is all chasing after fiat money, money that has no value. This is all, you know, this is all built and granted, humans have built this incredible structure. I mean, look at this. I'm talking to a buddy of mine, you know, over, you know, over some sound waves through an internet connection. Which is basically ones and zeros. We're doing a radio broadcast, and we're hundreds and hundreds of miles away that anybody on the planet can listen to. So we can build great things. It's just now what you see is that the people that have the levers of control, and you know, Alex Jones calls them the globalists. I, I call them the crazy, you know what, the crazy efforts, because their whole thing is I need to make profit. And believe me, capitalism has its place, guys. But sometimes you have to—you cannot sacrifice humanity for profit, and that's what we do. You sacrifice humanity for profit. It's like, 
You know, what's the CEO's only job, Andrew? When he gets in, when he gets that position, your only job is to what? Make sure the company makes money. The That's, investors make money. And and you and you have to make the investors money. You, they got to make more money. And so here is a here's a clip from um, Joe Rogan's podcast that he did with Amber Lyon, and I had the uh, the clip from Amber Lyon the other day, um, the CNN whistleblower that came out and said, "Hey, you know, we're running propaganda ploys for Bahrain, and they're really massacring people and slaughtering people, but you know." We get this. We get this basically clip art propaganda from Bahrain showing how, showing how revolutionary they are, and it's all flowers and sunshine, and they're like n- not nerve. Ga- they're they're shooting. They're shooting. Uh, what do you call it? M- like not mustard gas, but like um, what well, tear you- gas? Yeah, tear gas. They're tear gassing people every day, like systematically tear gassing them. These people can't breathe. You got people dying, and it's just like. And then over here in America, it's like we we live in La La Land. It's like you don't get any real information unless you go out there and dig for it. And then, according to the document that came out last week, and Andrew, I don't know if you listened to the broadcast that I did with TJ, but there was a document that came out last week that said that anybody that doesn't believe in mainstream ideology could be a terrorist. <laughs> well, Jake, do you ever watch the you Daily Show like, with John Stewart? Yeah, yeah, I do. And he every once in a while he'll put a little segment together of clips of every news outlet towing the same. I mean, practically identical words are coming out of their mouths, like it's scripted, and it's it's a joke. He makes fun of it, but some people are so thick-headed they sit there and they watch that and they still don't get it. Well, they it's it's like when um, have you ever met one of those people that they did they laugh when they're uncomfortable? Yeah. Like when 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 they they don't get something they just kind of giggle and they're like, <laughs> you know, it's like they have a confused they, look on their face. Yeah, they, they're confused, but yeah, they're gonna laugh because that's their defense mechanism. You know, that's their default setting is that well, if something you know something comes up that I don't understand, I'm just gonna laugh, and they laugh or they laugh to go along with the crowd. You know, and and it's all psychology at some level. You know, and you know a lot of psychology is is mumbo jumbo. But there is some to it. I mean, there there is a actually there's a lot to it when you talk about when you talk about like groupthink and stuff like that. There's a lot to it because you know you don't want to be that outsider. Unlike yourself and myself, Andrew, that we we kind of fight to to get to the outsider, and we're just like you know what, I want to go I want to go read this for myself. I don't really buy what you guys are selling. But we're the we're the crazy conspiracy theorists. So here's Joe Rogan's take on the society right now, and and where it needs to go in the future, and and how we can get there. And then Andrew, I want you, I want to get your two cents on this, because this is what I wanted to make the show about. You know, when I first started this broadcast, I wanted to do it about news. I wanted to get it, you know, get the information out to people. But what I'm finding is that is that we need as a species. Humanity started out. Let's say that humanity starts out at, um, at at like a one, okay, simple one to ten scale. One to ten, you go up to I guess the the Renaissance. You have some semblance of enlightenment, and then you have the Dark Ages, and then you have the you know then you have the Age of Enlightenment, and everything starts to starts to trend up, and then all of a sudden, and it's only happened. This is really crazy. It has only happened. In probably the last 10 to 15 years, and, and maybe it's just my age, but in the last 10 to 15 years, you have seen just a complete drop-off in, in what – in morals, in values, 
and, and people think it's cool at first, but it's like the South Park episode they did last. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before. It was the very first one where where James Cameron had to go down to the ocean and raise the bar because they did like a clip on Honey Boo Boo and how like society is all gravitated towards stuff like that. Just basically car crashes on TV, you know, and everybody thinks that that's entertainment. Because it's just mindless crap, but you can't look away. It's like Jersey Shore. It's like, oh my god, you guys are such idiots, but I can't stop watching. Like, I don't get it. So I knew that was your favorite show. Oh my god. I mean, oh, it's brutal. I mean, and I like I said, guys, everybody has guilty pleasures, but literally, come on, man. Well, the tougher things get out there, the worse it gets. The more. People are going to have to wake up, Jake. No, it's either it's either they're going to wake up like we do, and it's not like it's not like I'm saying that I'm this some cerebral being. I'm just paying freaking attention. It's like wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going to go bankrupt, but we're going to go bomb some more people. I don't get this. Like how much do those bombs cost? Andrew, did you know what I heard today on the Alex Jones show was was an amazing stat, and this just shows you the corruptness in the system. And I'll go ahead and say the system's corrupt. I mean, you've got special interest groups that are basically driving our economy, driving our government to do certain things. So do you know that it would cost in this this gentleman, I don't know how much of an expert he was, but he said it would cost $2 billion to fix all the nuclear power plants in the world so that any of them melted down. If any of them melted down, that it would be a safe way to cool it. So if we lose the power grid or whatever from the solar flares that are coming towards the end of the year, and for those of you guys that don't know, research that. It will freak you the F out if you don't know what solar flares are. You want to talk about some effed up stuff. You lose the energy grid. That thing, it, once the energy grid goes down, guys, it, it, it will take up to two years for it to fully restore. So imagine two years without power, two years without water, because guess what? Water is powered by electricity. It's pumped by electricity into, you know, into all the municipal plumbing. You know, you don't have any power, and if you get hit with a massive solar flare, you don't have any electronics whatsoever. So that so that show, you know, revolution or whatever, that's that's spot on. But then they, you know, they can't turn the power back on, which I'm actually kind of enthralled with that show because I want to see, you know. I want to see how accurate their portrayal of of what it would be like is. And it was really pretty accurate because you know what people don't realize is that you know after a certain amount of time there's not going to be any born bullets anymore because nobody's not going to nobody's going to know how to make gunpowder. Nobody's going to ha- have like ammo making, you know, uh what do you call it, Andrew? Uh reload. What do you call it? It's a reloading press. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to understand how to do that stuff. No, because even if you reload ammo, you still have to buy your powder. You still have to buy the the brass, your cartridge, and your primers. So there you as go. Well, as well as the bullet. And even if you had a cast to make your own lead bullets, you, you still have to come up with lead and a way to melt it and form it and all that stuff. So it's pretty accurate in the fact that everybody's got swords and stuff. And it basically just goes back to medieval days. But you know, getting back to my original point, it's like we've had this huge drop-off in society. And mainly it's due to television. And I'll be the first one to admit it, guys. I love me some television, but man, is it time to turn that thing off. It is just time. It is time to educate yourself. It is time that you get involved. It is time that you stop denying what the hell is going on around you. I mean, just look at the people around you. Nobody interacts with one another. Everybody's all, you know, grumpy and mean. And this is the crazy thing. And I don't mean to, like, go on some weird tangent here, but... I remember, gosh, even five or six years ago, I used to never have people hit me up for money. 
And I live in Atlanta, so, you know, there's bums everywhere. But now I'm having people come up to me, like, walking in and out of a gas station, like, hey, man, can I borrow $2 to get some – put some gas in my car? I mean, people are struggling. And then you've got you've got people in society that just – they don't even give a rip about their fellow human. It is just bizarre. Like yeah, They might be an insurgent, man. Might be talking to Al-Qaeda standing next to you. <sighs> I mean, it's so sick, man. I mean, we have to get some kind of moral fabric back in our society, or else this thing it, we're we're gonna go up in smoke. And I don't mean like I don't mean like metaphorically. We are gonna literally go up in smoke. When you see cops walking around in black uniforms, rubber bolting people that are protesting some innocent unarmed civilian that got shot in the back by a cop, that's their right to protest. And you know what, cops? The way to deal with it is not to go out and rubber bullet people and freaking beanbag somebody. Is you all go to a town hall, you have a discussion about what happened, and you solve it there. You know, yeah, but you, 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 you start freaking Mexican standoff with the civilians, and they call them civilians. Well, dude, you're a civilian too. You got arrest powers. That's all you are. You you're just a deputized person. You're you're, you're no different than me. And but you in, around instead of your little Darth Vader outfit, it just makes me sick, dude. Well, what makes me sick, Jake, is these cops are shooting civilians unarmed. Down here in South Florida, there was just an incident. This kid walked outside and apparently had a hammer or something in his hand. The cops shot him nine times, a hammer and a gun. I mean, you have tasers. He had multiple opportunities to deal with it without using lethal force. But they're not going to prosecute these cops, and and that's the biggest problem too is the people are outraged that there's no accountability. They just stand behind him. They say the officer was justified. Cops, we love you, man, but, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, come on. Don't – we're not the enemy. I know that you're trained, and we've seen the training manuals where, yeah, Andrew and I, because we love liberty, freedom, the Constitution, and we think the Fed's a fraud, that we're the terrorists. We get that. This is not not about that. This is about doing what's right. And when, and and if your if your boss is telling you to open fire on somebody that they see with a with a hammer, then dude, just think about what you just the order that you just took. And if that was your decision, if that was your snap decision, own it and say, oh my gosh, I made a terrible mistake. I thought he had a gun. He was, I thought he was charging me. And it's just well, the excuse that they're going to use is it. I was ordered to do it. I mean, if if you learn anything from history, look what happened after uh, the Nazis fell. Look oh. how many of those guys brought were brought up on war, war crimes charges. And and all they said was, I was just following orders. But man, and just because somebody writes it down on a piece of paper and somebody else signs it doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it moral. Just because the, the you know just because the president says that he can secretly arrest somebody, secretly arrest me, brown bag me, take me off to Gitmo somewhere, torture me, whatever, and and it's so whenever they say it's over. I mean. And this is and, and and I tell people this and they're like, well, that's not for me. I'm like, dude, come. Do you <laughs> not, not for under- you right now? <laughs> do you not understand that that is not a free country? A free country doesn't have somebody at the top of the pyramid saying that, you know, if I want to, I can arrest whoever the hell I want, and I can kill you if I want to. And so, I mean, it's just terrible. All right, so here's the Joe Rogan clip. Uh, uh, enough stalling. Then Andrew, I want your breakdown on the backside. 
of helping people out and propping them up, and it can be profitable because there's going to have to there's going to have to spend money doing that. So corporations are going to make money. Tax dollars will go there. It seems like it's just sort of a redistribution for you know of of the way we're spending our money from spending it on war to spending it on love. And it mm-hmm. seems like there's money in love too, but we've been tricked into thinking there's only money in war. And to think that all of our resources and everything that we have and everything that we project can only be profitable if we're killing people. That seems crazy. It seems like that's just, no, that's just the way we've always been doing it. And in viewing the world as one giant community, which I think is inevitable, I'm pretty sure, if you just look at the way things are going, the exponential growth, it's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable that we will be just one big world community. Well, that's what we've got to do. It's real simple. If we want to live and enjoy life, which I assume everyone does, we want to enjoy this life. The only way we can enjoy this life is if there's the smallest amount of people possible that are not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Smallest amount. The smallest amount of people in despair that that, it, that it's manageable. The smallest amount of... You're always going to have a certain amount of losers. You're always going to have a certain amount... As long as there's variables, as long as there's... You could do you could go left whenever you want or go right. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be chaos, which we're human. human are, humans are nuts. But if we could drop that to a tiny, minuscule number mm-hmm. and the amount of oppressed people, make it as small as possible. The amount of people with no opportunity, make it as small as possible. Then we can have a beautiful world for everybody. But it's, we're not going to get that by supporting Bahrain. We're not going to get that by by guarding poppy fields in Afghanistan. We're not going to get that by multi-billion dollar no-bid contracts for Halliburton. That is not how we're going to get there. What we are, that's the last gasps of a dying empire of douchebags. You know, and that's what I really, when I look at this country and when I look at like all these people that are speaking out, when I look at people like you, I see real patriotism. When I see people like Alex, you call Alex Jones crazy all day. I love that guy and he's a patriot and he's a real patriot. And what he wants is not to expose corruption and conspiracy everywhere he goes. What he wants is for for all to stop. He wants people to run this country with a, 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 a real sense of morals. We should be run by true moralists. We, be, we should be run by people who feel responsible for their actions, who feel that the, the repercussions of the decisions that they make should be as positive as possible. And All right, so what, do you, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Andrew, did I lose you? Man, sorry everybody. We've been having some issues with um with Skype earlier. But I mean, what Joe Rogan's talking about is is 100% correct. I mean, we can't just sit here and just you know, step all over our fellow humans and and bomb people and think that that's okay because it's not okay. I mean, I I'll be the first one to tell you that I don't I don't believe in in some of these in some of these things that we're doing. You know, I I don't believe in in going over to to Syria. I don't I mean Assad's probably not the best ruler in the world, but man, we got bigger things going on here. I mean, do we really want to go over there and start scuffling people up? Andrew, do you uh, just come back online? Yeah, I'm here, Jake. All right, sorry. We just had some issues with uh with Skype earlier everybody and, you know, sorry about that, but you know, technical stuff. Welcome to live radio. So, I mean, what what, what was your take? Did you get to hear the whole Joe Rogan clip? No, nah, I I it cut off about halfway through. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Well, in essence, he was just talking about how we just need to 
we understand that, or what what we don't understand is that is that there's money to be made in not only destroying things, but there's money to be made in building things up. And what we're doing now is just basically going around destroying things so we can build things back up. I mean, that's what Halliburton's job is, is to go over there and, you know, we go blow a country up and we go blow up a town and a city. And then Halliburton comes in with their, you know, million dollar tarps and, and, and fixes it. So it's just it's it's a terribly sick, cyclical process that we're in. And it needs to stop because we're running out of money. And Andrew, are you, are you there? I'm I'm not seeing you. Okay. We're, we're we're killing people and blowing them up and blowing up their towns because we want to promote freedom. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's like my friend said. He goes, you know, we're going to give you, you know, if you don't want freedom, we're we're just going to come give it to you with bombs. We're going to give you freedom bombs. I mean, oh yeah, and Lady Gaga evidently won the Nobel Peace Prize, I guess. So I uh, guess better than better than Obama. No, but Obama was such – I mean, just look at what he did, Andrew. I mean, he expanded the wars. He did what he's supposed to do for the military-industrial complex. I mean, Eisenhower just warned us. I mean, I don't – in his farewell speech, hey, you guys keep an eye on this or it's going to steamroll you, and you're going to get bankrupt and go under just like every other empire. And look where we're at. We have a dumbed-down population. We have a population that's not paying attention, and we're running out of money. And then they're going to wonder – why why is gas ten dollars a gallon? What what happened? No, I tell you what it was. We got Mitt Romney elected. That's why that's why gas is ten bucks a gallon. And then you're gonna have some kind of stupid revolt from these people. I mean, it's just really scary, guys. I mean, if you sit there and you don't understand this, here's a good clip for you. Hopefully, Andrew, you'll be you'll be able to stay connected with this. But this is um this is Ben Swan. He's talking about the petrodollar and what it is and how it was established. And I'm gonna let him break it down, but. Andrew, I'm going to get your take on the backside of this because this is what it's all about, guys. It's all about it's all about raw materials, minerals, and oil. That's all it's ever been about. And as soon as you guys can figure that out, all the propaganda in the world is not going to is not going to save them. It's not. You know, we want to go attack Joseph Coney. You know, we want to go get Joseph Coney that hadn't been seen in six years. Why don't we want to go do that? Oh, because in Uganda they found one of the largest oil supplies in the history of the world. Go look it up. Crude oil right there. Oh, oh, magically. Oh, we gotta, we gotta go get. He's public enemy number one. We gotta go. We gotta go get Joseph Coney in the oil. What? Nothing. All right. So here's the uh, here's the Ben Swan clip, and then uh, Andrew, I want you to break down. For everybody, or I'll break it down, the petrodollar, and then I want you to break down the – you just finished the end of Fed book, so I want to get your take on that too. So here's the uh, Ben Swan petrodollar, and he does a show called Reality Check. You guys can catch it on YouTube. Awesome stuff, a guy doing real journalism, speaking out against the system. Probably going to get nabbed by NDAA, but you know he's doing he's doing the real work, so let's give him his props. There is a lot of talk from presidential candidates about how to get America's economy moving again. But something virtually no politician is talking about is something known as the petrodollar. Tonight, we'll tell you what it is and why China is proactively working to destroy it. This is a reality check you're not going to see anywhere else. It's a term millions of Americans don't know, petrodollar. But the petrodollar system is the fabric that right now holds our economy together. The dollar became the world's reserve currency in 1944 at the end of World War II. Before World War II, the British pound held that role. Now, the dollar became the most important currency in the world, thanks to the U.S. having more gold and power than any other nation. 
But August 15, 1971, President Richard Nixon detached the U.S. dollar from the gold standard. The U.S. dollar no longer had gold as its backing. So what to do? In order to keep the dollar from crashing, because it was no longer attached to gold, the U.S. government attached the dollar to something else. Between 1972 and 1974, the U.S. government completed a series of agreements with Saudi Arabia to create the petrodollar system. Every barrel of oil sold by the Saudis had to be in dollars. Saudi Arabia was chosen because of its vast petroleum reserves and its dominant influence in OPEC, and the rest of the world followed suit. So the dollar, no longer tied to gold, but is now tied to oil. So how does it work? Well, it's pretty simple. If Italy wants to buy oil from Kuwait, it would have to purchase U.S. dollars on the foreign exchange market first to pay for that oil. Dollars for oil is a big reason foreign countries keep dollars in their reserves. Part of the reason we sell so many bonds around the world to finance our debt. So what if? What if another country wanted the same kind of world power over oil the United States has had for 38 years? Well, in order to do that, they would have to have huge gold reserves, a booming economy, and consume enough oil to warrant unhinging petroleum from the dollar into another currency. Enter China. What our media will barely talk about, the Chinese have now entered into 11 international agreements to trade products, including oil, without using dollars. China now has a currency swap deal with Brazil, Japan, Australia, Russia, and Iran. And get this, the deal with Iran, which produces crude oil but they don't refine any, is just junk for oil trade. Because of UN sanctions on Iran, U.S. dollars cannot be used to buy oil from Iran. But that doesn't mean that Iran isn't selling oil, because they are. Goods including wheat, soybean meal, and consumer products are being traded by China and India for oil. One more thing here. For 38 years, the Saudis have protected the petrodollar. But that could change. The world's largest oil refinery is now under construction in Saudi Arabia. And it's being built by, you guessed it, the Chinese. China now actually imports more oil from Saudi Arabia than the United States does. If China becomes Saudi Arabia's most important trading partner, then why should the Saudis continue to only sell oil in U.S. dollars? So here's what this means to you. If China is successful in moving the world away from the petrodollar, and they are working toward it every day, Goodbye. everything made with petroleum, meaning plastics, gasoline, everything, will cost more. All those cheap products Americans love from overseas, they're going to cost more. Gasoline will be significantly more. You think you're paying too much now? Just wait. And that is Reality Check. If you'd like to make your voice hurt. Scary stuff. <laughs> Everything's fine, Andrew. Everything's what? fine. Didn't, hey, isn't Tim Tebow going to start for the Jets this weekend? <laughs> I hope, God, I hope so, though. On another note there, Jake, I, I hope you're serious. <laughs> oh, good Lord, have mercy. I mean, really, people, what in the flying you-know-what is going on? And meanwhile, we get to watch The Voice. We get to watch Dancing with the Stars. You know, here's my here's the question that I've always wondered, Andrew. What are all these big, rich celebrities going to do when their dollar's not worth squat? I mean, you're going to be a nobody again, people. Don't you realize that, Britney Spears? You're not going to have an entourage. You're not going to have any of that stuff. You're going to be just – you're just going to be Britney from the trailer park again. Yep, not getting paid to spew propaganda anymore. Sad day. It's just so sick, man. And, and, and we're the weird people. That's what's so funny. And, that, and that's how I know that this whole 
this whole system that we're in, you you have the you know you know, what what was it that Obama called you and I Andrew the real patriots the people that want you know sound money and 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 firearms to defend ourselves the uh, the bitter clingers the constitutionalists you know us the evil Americans the bitter clingers yeah you you guys are the bitter clingers you're gonna cling to this plastic fake crap I mean for real that's what's gonna make you happy. Is is a bunch of plastic fake nothingness? Oh, it's just sick, man. I mean, hey, capitalism did an excellent job of brainwashing people to 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 climb this invisible ladder that they've created, where the invisible ladder goes to a glass ceiling, and then on the other side of the glass ceiling, you have the one percent that are standing there, you know, basically giving everybody the finger, going, <laughs> "Ain't no way you're getting up here, man." It's bullet bulletproof glass. <laughs> That's it. It's bulletproof. You can't, dude. You couldn't have. You couldn't hit that thing with a a twenty pound sledge and break it. There's just no way. So, so people, here's what we're trying to say. And we got about fifteen more minutes in the show. So, I mean, we're just going to keep it conversational because. There's there's all kinds of news and stuff that I could cover. I'll read you guys a couple headlines and yeah, everybody, I have been lazy about posting this stuff on my on my website, but you know, I got um I I've been going on some vacations, so I've been just kind of taking some time to myself and and trying to get my own house in order, you know. So, but I'll start updating the website a little bit later we are not cattle.net. It should be up and everything should be updated by this weekend. I'll do the um I'll do the the clips from last week. And all that good stuff, but you know, here, here's here's a headline for you, um, Andrew. What do you think of this? And this is something that I think is just absolutely hysterical. Spain downgraded to one level above junk bonds by the S and P on risks. So here's what happens, everybody. They sign your government on to a bunch of fraudulent crap, which are derivatives, basically selling the same thing over and over and over again, like a game of hot potato that nobody nobody knows where it started. And basically, they just leverage the derivatives out. So the derivative, let's say that you have a mortgage-backed security. That's a derivative, okay? And the mortgage-backed security means that if your mortgage fails, they have to have insurance backing it. You know, that's why that's why AIG was the first one to crumble because when the housing market started to go bust, everybody went to AIG because they had all the mortgage-backed securities. And they're like, hey, we need $200 billion. And AIG's like, we're bankrupt. We ain't got it. So – so they take that stuff, and just like in fractional reserve banking, Andrew, where they take a dollar and then they loan it out ten times over, you know, they can loan that same dollar out, you know, making basically making money up out of thin air. So, oh, exactly, yeah. So, so, so they do this, and then they go and tell the country, they tell the country that that debt is theirs, not the original debt, like the original house that you signed on, and you have the notarized note to, and you have the deed to the house. And then you have the mortgage-backed security for the house. No, no, not not that. The the stuff that they've used that two hundred thousand dollars or whatever your house costs to leverage that out. That's all your debt too. And I call hogwash. How in the heck can that be my debt? I'm only liable for that house. And then what happens is you have a country like what was it Ireland or I think it was Ireland that stood up and said no, you, you know this isn't our debt. And they had like a you know six months or a year protest for it, and then finally the bankers had to come clean and say, yeah, you're you're right, you know it's it's not yours. You figured the game out, but don't tell anybody because we're about to do this to everybody, and hopefully you know <laughs> Europe won't figure this stuff out. But what you see in Spain, you got people digging out of garbage cans. People, and I even read you guys the news clips a couple of weeks ago. 
You know, people that were living in luxury houses, driving fancy cars, taking lavish vacations, now they're dumpster diving. And Americans are so brainwashed that they could never come in here. This is America. Dude, your currency is based on paper. That stuff can come here. And it's probably it already is here once you oh, start it's, it's dude, coming. Oh, oh god, it's so scary. And then what freaks me out, Andrew, is that what what are these jellyfish going to do? What are the jellyfish that have no idea that this is coming that aren't going to that aren't going to try to get storable food, that aren't going to try to find a group of people to to get together with and if something really does go wrong and everybody's got a specialized talent or everybody's got a way to protect protect the group? I mean, what are these people going to do? They just going to—it's going to be like mob mentality everywhere, and it freaks me out because I live in Atlanta, and <sighs> holy monkey! I mean, if if stuff disintegrates really quickly, and, and martial law doesn't come in, and guys, sometimes there is there is a place and time for martial law. I believe me, I don't want it, but I'm telling you, if if we get hyperinflation and the welfare checks don't buy anything, give me some martial law for like a month. Because I'm going to need it because these people are going to go bonkers. Uh, it's going to be nuts. Well, the, you're, you're not going to – there's only, what, two, maybe three days most of, of groceries in the grocery store. So I think, you know, it's, imagine. I think it's three tops, yeah. <laughs> once people uh, – you're going to see humanity go right down the toilet once people are hungry and thirsty. Now, what is it? Look, what is it, 14 days until cannibalism? Yeah. I think that's right. Four, it, just take take – Put that in your pipe and smoke it, everybody. You have financial collapse. People can't eat. They starve. They're starving to death. In 14 days, it's zombie time, like literal zombie time. You guys ever seen that movie The Road? That's what's going to happen. You're going to have a group of people that's just going to go around eating other people, and that's creepy to me, and I don't want that. That's why I'm trying to tell people what's going on. I'm trying to get people to look in the right direction because if we all look in the right direction and go, hey, 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 we got to fix this. But it, it, it's so it's such an uphill climb because you've been programmed and you've been conditioned by the television to, to accept everything that comes your way as fact. It's all first-level thinking. It's just ridiculous. It's like – you know, Andrew, here, here's what I relate it to. You know how we talked about the telephone game earlier? What I mm -hmm. relate it to is somebody that says, like, if you tell me something so outlandish, like like that, that, that my mother is an alien from Flopflar planet, you're like, I don't believe that. You know, j without any factual research or anything, you're like, I don't believe that. But that's what happens when I tell people stuff. I'm like, listen… You know, what you're looking at right now is something that this world has never seen. You're, all these countries are leveraged out way beyond their means. And and it's like – and now it's finally starting to come home to roost for some of these people. And then you try to explain that to somebody, and and they look at like, – like I said, like the, my mom is a freaking alien no, with no research, no nothing because because that would completely fracture – their reality that they live in. And I say that all the time, but guys, that's what it is. You're just protecting your ego. And your it, ego is is that little voice inside of you that says, everything's fine, everything's fine, nothing's going to happen. But if you are somebody out there trying to wake people up, you can't get discouraged. Even if they're not taking what you're saying right nope. now, nope. they can't unhear what you're telling them. In one day, something will happen, things will change, and a light bulb will go off in their head. That's what and happened to me. That is yeah. exactly what happened to me. I had my friend talking to me about chemtrails, 
And and I know that sounds like a weird place to start. And he's like, hey, next time just look up at the sky at some, and, and and just think about that. And so I asked my dad about it, and then I I've told everybody this story. I asked my friend that's in, you know, that's in um he's in aviation, and he I mean he's a smart dude, and he's like, yeah, that's just the way the engines are made now. And I said, really? So what what about all this? What about all these minerals and stuff and, and aluminum that, that's coming in through the soil samples that's just skyrocketing? And it's over places where there's no aluminum to be found. The only thing that you can find are, are planes flying over with, with these contrails behind them. And and so I started looking into it. And it's, you know, I'm not a – I'm not a – I've never been one of those conspiracy people. You know, I've always been somebody that that was like, okay, I'm just, I guess I'm just open-minded, and that's the complete difference between. I follow think, facts. Yeah, that and the fact that I can think for myself, and I don't have to have people explain to me, you know, just simple things. If I look on a surface and see a bunch of cops lined up against a bunch of protesters, rubber bulleting these people, shooting beanbags at them, I know that's not freedom. You don't have to tell me that's not freedom. I know it. Like, wait, wait, wait. Don't we get a right to protest? Like, why are you firing on these people? Just get your little riot shield and go out there and march at them and move them out of the way. You don't gotta. You don't gotta get. You know, gee, it's just so sick, dude. It's so sick. Well, they get them used to shooting less than lethal rounds, and then it's no big deal when they put the hot round in there. Oh my god! Don't even talk about the next phase, man, because that's what it really is. It's just getting you acclimated. All this stuff is acclimation, people. The TSA is acclimation. The TSA, like I've told this story before about me going and flying on the plane. The most uncomfortable feeling I've ever had in my life is when another man put his hand inside my waistband. That was creepy. I was like, oh my god, this is not freedom. What the heck? Because a bunch of guys with box cutters flew some planes into buildings. I gotta let you grab my junk. Yeah, su- supposed terrorists. I don't even want to get into that, man. I stay away from 9-11 truth because you know what? 9-11 truth is the, is the easiest way to get somebody to shut down. Because if you challenge the official narrative, like if you challenge you challenge the government, which you know admittedly staged the Gulf of Tonkin to get us into war. I mean admittedly it came out. They'd never been, do it again. No, no, because good people are in control. You know, Dick Cheney didn't want to make billions of dollars for Halliburton. None of that stuff. It's just so sick, and and that's why I stay away from 9-11 truth. And if you ask me a question, do I believe that the official story is correct? Absolutely not. We're never going to know what exactly happened. We're never going to know who was involved. We're never going to know any of this stuff. But the, the, here's what I don't understand is, like, how do you guys not find it weird that that the president and Dick Cheney both will testify in private? You could t- I'll testify, but it's going to be in private. With freaking no cameras, no recording devices, nothing. <laughs> and and everybody's like, well, that seems reasonable. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so you know the nine eleven truth stuff, guys. I mean, you want to you want to just really get a grasp of things. Go to look at architects and engineers for nine eleven truth. We got fifteen. It's like fifteen hundred over fifteen hundred architects now are all like, no, this is structurally impossible. What just happened? I just but, woke up four people with that. Uh, I just brought them over and started YouTubing some of those videos, Jake. And yes. and I'm talking like uh, 50s and 60s, um, you know, hardcore Democrat and a hardcore Republican group, and their eyes are opened. And all it is, guys, is just accepting the fact that 
that maybe not everything that you hear is fact. You know, it's it's something that my history professor taught me when I was back in high school. A history professor told me, he said, you know, only believe, only believe 10% of what you see and 5% of what you read is going to be 100% guaranteed fact. Because the rest of it's probably going to have some kind of slant to it. I mean, even myself, I'm going to have a slant to it. But here's here's the crazy thing, Andrew. And I'm glad I had this clip up and ready because I knew that we were going to talk about the police state a little bit with the, you know, with the riots and stuff like that. And you know, guys, cops, I I I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to restore law and order, but law and order is not going around and shooting rubber bullets at people and shooting beanbag rounds at people. That's not. That is not how you get back to law and order. Law and order is not a damn LRAD machine that you roll up there in a G20 in in um, in, in um, what was that? Uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. They roll up a freaking LRAD machine and just start driving around the city, just LRADing people. And for for those of you that don't know, LRAD is a it's a it's a basically it's a big sound maker, and all it does is it shoots this high pitched sound. It's it's almost deafening, can rupture eardrums. It's horrible. It is absolutely horrible. But it's just like we gotta get everybody ready. We gotta get everybody acclimated to when when we come in with big black tanks and and black uniforms that you all just grovel. And that's what the Soviets did, and that's what the and that's what the Nazis did. I mean, it's the same program. It's human nature, people. It's not human nature to be free and happy and fun. Human nature is for tyrants to get in control and try to start dominating everybody and, and impose draconian laws like one, you know, sacrificing your firstborn. That's been going on since the beginning of time. Humans are crazy, crazy beings. And so here is, here is reason number 15,000 why you should question when things come out of a propaganda arm. Here's Peter DeFazio talking about a PDD 51 that Bush signed that wouldn't he wouldn't show it to anybody and he was on the Department of Homeland Security committee he's on the committee and they're like well we got this secret plan he's like well let's see it no 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 you guys can't see it but we're in charge of the Department of Homeland Security I don't understand why we so here's the clip and then Andrew I want to get your reaction to this and I also want you I want to get your feedback on the on the in the Fed stuff you evil terrorists. I'm going to back the balance of this time for what purpose does the gentleman from Oregon rise? Without objection. Most Americans would agree that it would be prudent to have a plan to provide for the continuity of government and the rule of law in case of a devastating terrorist attack or natural disaster. A plan that provides for the cooperation, the coordination, and continued functioning of all three branches of the government. The Bush administration tells us they have such a plan. They introduced a little sketchy public version that's clearly inadequate uh, and, and doesn't really tell us what they have in mind. But they said, don't worry, there's a detailed classified version. But now they've denied the entire Homeland Security Committee of the United States House of Representatives access to their so-called detailed plan to provide for continuity of government. They say, trust us. Trust us, the people who brought us Katrina, to be competent in face of a disaster. Trust us, the people who brought us warrantless wiretapping and other excesses eroding our civil liberties. Trust us. Maybe the plan just really doesn't exist, and that's why they won't show it to us. I don't know. Or maybe there's something there that's outrageous. The American people need their elected representatives to review this 
plan for the continuity of government. Gentleman's time has expired. Yeah, but you don't get to see that because it's secret. <laughs> Which is always good for the people, right? Oh yeah, we're just keeping you safe. We don't. Uh, you don't need to know this stuff. I the mean, less you need gotta, to know, the better you're gonna be. It's like you know. It, it was, once again, I'm gonna go back to the child analogy. It's like when you got a kid. It's like, so so what are we gonna do? I got a secret plan. Well, what is it? Well, I can't tell you because it's secret. So you don't <laughs> even really have a plan, do you? Yeah, I do. It's just so secret. I can't even tell you. I'm like, and then and then the and then the public's like, well, I guess that makes sense. You can't be, you know, Al Qaeda might find out about our secret plan for continuity of government. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. So let's just keep it quiet and don't ask questions. Yeah, and that's what and that's what really gets me sick. And so like the people that don't don't even ask questions of the government, ask questions to yourself. Like, you know, they were talking about how Andrew. They, I don't know if you saw this today. They're talking about how they're now in, and I think it's Texas, they're going to have drones. They're going to go do surveillance on people, and they said that it's only going to be used in, in emergency-type situations. And the guy and, – and the cop literally says it's only going to be used in emergency-type situations like when, when we have a guy that's, that's running on foot or we have a car chase or – and he's like, well, we do have heat sensors in there that can spot grow houses. And they, How is that an emergency? Everything everything's considered an emergency. Such a joke. That's how they justify it. So you're going to fly a little drone around my house thinking that I've got it. What if what if I was one of those evil people that grew tomatoes in my house? You know, it's going to give off the same amount of heat, probably give me the same electric bill as having as having a pot plant. I don't even know how much that stuff gives off or whatever. But I mean, it's the same concept. Am I going to get SWAT team because they're going to see, they're going to see they're going to see some little growing thing in there with leaves on it, and then all of a sudden it's oh my god, he's got marijuana. Let's go jump him. You better what? not have a gun. Oh jeez, what a joke! Don't have a gun in that house. <laughs> and then they, and then in the in the news article in the, and not it wasn't an article. It was actually a um, a news story, I guess. I, I I saw it on YouTube, and they said like. Well, it is a little controversial, but they're even talking about how the manufacturers can arm them with tear gas, rubber bullets, and tasers. But the police department says they're not looking into that at this time. Really? <laughs> You're going to fly like a little – Andrew, do you remember in the Empire Strikes Back where, the, where the, um, they had the probe to go in there to get Princess Leia, and it had like the needle on it and like the shocker on it? That's what's going to come into my house, I have a feeling. It's like all of a sudden I'm just going to be sitting there, and this little orb is going to come in and be like, are you Al-Qaeda? I'm going to tase you. I'm, come on, guys. That's not freedom. I'm getting spot. It's bad enough that I got CCTV cameras everywhere, that I got you know that that Google listens to me via my microphone on my freaking laptop. That came out. They were just like, well, yeah, we do it for target advertisement because if we hear a dog barking in the background, then we can feed you an advertisement for dog food. And everybody's like, oh, that seems fair. It's oh, just it's, it's never going to be used to spy on you. No, the NSA is just building that $2 billion database – or excuse me, $2 billion facility in Utah. And for those of you guys that don't believe me, just Google it. NSA building $2 billion facility in Utah. You'll get hundreds of mainstream articles. And then Congress goes to them and says, hey, what are you guys building this for? And they go, nothing. We ain't building, we ain't building it for nothing. Like, can we know what you're going to do in there? Like, well, we could, we could – they're backing up the South Park episodes, man. Come on. There's a logical explanation. 
<laughs> it's so funny. And then they say, well, we could, if we wanted to, store up to 100 years worth of data for each individual, if we wanted to. Hmm. How does that not freak you guys out? How, how, is it is it the same stupid thing that I've got nothing to hide? Yeah, I'm sure that the Jews had nothing to hide in Nazi Germany, but the Stasis had a freaking list of who all they were, had a list of who their parents were, relatives, places they go. I mean, detailed records. Look that stuff up. That'll creep you the f out. They have file catalog, card catalogs, thousands of pages long, and people would go there. And people would go there and look at their grandparents' Stasi records. Well, they do now. It's crazy. I mean, guys, we are living in some really weird times. And Can you imagine if if the Nazis had the technology that we have? Today? Oh, living in curtains, curtains. What do you? I mean, dude, we'd all we'd all have swastikas. We'd all be the well, the the ones that were allowed to survive, the Aryan breed that was allowed to survive, would all. You know, we'd all be you know Heil Hitler, whoever you know Hitler Junior or whatever by now. But I mean, it would have been curtains, dude. I mean, they could have done it so covertly. What do you mean we're killing a bunch of people? No, we're not. Just look at the look at the you know look at the government television. We're not killing anybody. I mean, look yeah. at Bahrain. Look at Bahrain, Andrew. It's loving. It's happy. They're not you know they're not shooting tear gas at their own subpopulation and killing them. They're not doing so that. Small percentage of those kooks out there telling you we are. Yeah, those conspiracy theorists that can. Who are you going to believe? Yeah, and that's what's even better. I, I like that. It's like, well, you know, oh, because some guy's got a fancy suit on and he's reading a teleprompter, or some girl's got her hair done nice and she looks really pretty, so she's telling you the truth. It's just oh, that's so why. That's why I'm voting for Obama. You know, he speaks well. He looks better than Romney. So I mean, you know, that's how I'm basing it. I'm doing it because I'm going to get me an Obama phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. guys. Well, that you know, that's it for the broadcast tonight. I'm sorry we were just kind of ranting and raving, but it, it's just one of those things that you guys just gotta just unplug for a little bit and just research all the stuff that we're telling you. It doesn't take it would take you five minutes on Google to find this stuff. You know, rather than going and 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 finding out, you know what what you know when Snooky's going to get pregnant again, because Lord knows that's going to happen. You know, whether than finding out stuff like that, just go and educate yourself. Because you know what? If we all don't educate ourselves, if we all don't have a second renaissance, if we all don't have another enlightenment, like I said, we've already dropped the bar down so low. If we don't start pulling society back up, it is freaking curtains. And that is scary because I really, really, really love my life. I love I love the people in my life. I love the technology in my life. And if all this stuff goes away, man, I'm going to be pissed. Any final thoughts from you, Andrew? Hey, I like your optimism, Jake. You think things are good? We can change things. Still, I think it's a little too late, but um... I don't think so, man. I think it's the hundredth monkey syndrome. You know, I really do. And if you guys, you guys go look that up too. And it was a scientific study. Just a quick breakdown. Scientific study that this gentleman did, and um, I think it was the islands of Japan. And what he found was that um, it was chimpanzees, I believe or I can't remember what exact species of monkeys it was. But whenever they would learn a trait, it would it, as soon as it hit the 100th monkey in the little group or the clan, then they would all magically have that trait. And then he could go to an island where these monkeys have never interacted with the other species of monkeys, 
and they would have all developed the trait as well. So we're all interconnected. I mean, for those of you guys that don't believe that stuff, I mean, believe me, it is true. We're all interconnected through the energy field, whether it's whether it's like you know Avatar or whether it's not. Humanity is connected. Humanity is connected to not only us, to nature, to everything. Everything is connected through through frequencies is the best way to describe it. Everybody has their own frequency. That's why you can look at somebody and be like, eh, I don't really like you. I don't know what it is about you, but I just don't like you. And you'll never like that person. It's just people aren't going to like certain people. You know, they're not going to like their vibe. And so people aren't going to like me. But, you know, I don't take that to heart. But, Andrew, I think that it's really if, – if we get enough people involved and we get enough people looking in the right direction, that either one of two things is going to happen. Either it's going to completely shock the system into submission, and the system's just going to go, okay, well, we almost got away with you know, some stuff, so now I guess we'll, you know, we'll recorrect it. But you, know, you listen to these economists and stuff. They're like, there's, there's no way to get out of this. So the only way that we're going to have any semblance of a culture once – once if if gosh big if god please don't let it happen but if it does if we have economic collapse or a solar flare or what have you or if you're one of the mayan idiots you know 2012 the dawning of a new age but you think it's the end of the world you know the age of aquarius but you think the world's going to end just because you know some guys knew some astrological stuff back in the day and they were very accurate too by the way but it's just the dawning of a new age and so you know whether you believe in all that stuff just believe that the remnant of humanity that is going to be there has to come back strong and it has to come back with good values and a good moral compass. Otherwise, it's just going to be like a road warrior scenario and everybody's going to be, like I said, cannibals. So sorry for the really, really depressing end of the show. Andrew, thanks for joining me on to, uh, on tonight's show. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure as always. But remember what we say, guys. You know, Do your research. Be, get a friend, get informed, get involved, love liberty, and love life and freedom. Take care. Buy a gun. Don't say that, you're Al-Qaeda. Freedom.